Okay, I'm going to try a real uh, janky, ill-advised way to uh, get my get my theme song in here. So here we go. You're not going to say it, somebody should. Let's talk about two time, let's talk about bum one, yeah. Asking the questions that nobody could. That's never sounded uh, less muddy and clearer and crisper. <laughs> Welcome to this show. Um, I have a couple things to do today. Really quickly, um, I watched about three minutes of a movie called The Legend of the Titanic because I was Googling it. I was just curious what it looked like. I heard another podcast talking about it and I was like, what does it look like? And uh, one of the first things that comes up is that um, is the whole movie on YouTube, which probably exists because this was like a a group effort between North Korea, Spain and Italy and I guess the United States in some way. Uh, (laughs) Well, so I don't I have no idea what copyright law is or if it applies and also. I have a hard time imagining that anyone concerned with this cares because it basically starts out with an old mouse who they made look old. (laughs) Okay. So imagine you're designing a mouse, you know, and it's, it's a cartoon mouse, right? And you're like, well, I want to make him look old. So let's give him a beard and let's make him gray. But what they did is they kind of had his beard uh, in the normal beard spot but then also his head hair is gray. So it just kind of looks like he's a raccoon mouse or something. You know, the beard doesn't like come off of his face. It's just a recoloring of portions of his face. So his whole head is gray. His beard area is gray. And it's just kind of like around his eyes and mouth that's not gray. So it's like he's wearing, I don't know, a weird fur hood or something. Um... Which is like, right off the bat, I was like, you know, I expected this to be weird and wrong, but I didn't expect it to be weird and wrong on the level of like, you've seen what a beard, how a beard works, right? But anyway, it starts off and it's this old mouse who was on the Titanic uh, talking to like, I guess his grandkids about what that was like. And they're kind of asking him about it. And one of the kids is like, didn't a lot of people die on the Titanic? And he's like, oh, no, that was a big misunderstanding. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> All right off the bat, you're just like, this is amazing. Um, there's lots of highlights from it. But I, I read a review of it that was kind of like, it's very harsh. Okay. So just be prepared for that. But, I mean, not undeservingly undeservedly harsh but uh here here it is it was a 0.5 out of 5 and it goes like this a giddy so bad it's the most essential movie i've ever seen disaster of tasteless incompetence (laughs) and uh i'm i'm very tempted to put that in as like a uh as you know the the tagline on the website right now is stupid as a strategy But this is also good. But you know what I think I want to do is the next book that I write, I just want to put this as like a review and just be like review of uh, The Legend of the Titanic instead of my book because it's such a good, I mean, man, that's like, that's somebody going hard, right? That's somebody who's like, fuck you. There's no redeeming quality of this. This is the worst thing ever, ever made. Uh, ever conceived it's just everything about it is wrong so today uh our main our main thing today is we're going to listen to uh incoming message tape from an answering machine now this is like kind of like a has a couple different purposes behind it uh one of them is that like i i'm kind of opposed to the idea that like everything is interesting right 
I don't like the idea that it's like, well, any any interview subject, for example, could be interesting on a podcast because it's not true. But also, um, I'm like, okay, let's look at it. Let's see. Let's see. Maybe there is something interesting here. And maybe maybe this is just an ordinary life. You know what I mean? Like, who knows? Um, but I'm sort of like, I'm skeptical about the idea of like, oh, every every life is extraordinary in some way. You know what I mean? Like, if you just scratch enough beneath the surface, you'll find something amazing everywhere. And I'm like, will we? Will we? Will we, though? I'm not so sure. So... That's what we're going to do is try it out and see if, in fact, this life is extraordinary. Now, um, this is a message machine tape. Uh, there's a pretty long description, but basically it used to belong to someone named Dan, who seemed to be very bad about returning calls, so that's relatable. Um, it was probably in the late 80s to early 90s, um, definitely pre-1995, uh, for a bunch of different reasons that this technical reasons that this person goes on to. And they claim there are some pretty funny P-H-U-N-N-Y, if not outright strange bits throughout the course of the tape. Um, <laughs> the machine had a DC bias and a permanent magnet erase head, fairly typical of most speech grade domestic answering machines then. Thus, there is a low frequency rumble throughout. I'm going to just start telling people that this podcast has a DC bias and permanent magnet erase head, which is fairly typical of most uh, speech-grade domestic podcast recording equipments. Okay, so if it sounds like shit, there you go. So there is, there is some uh, hum and noise caused by the machine rather than the phone line. Possibly this was a bad filter capacitor or simply a poorly shielded power transformer putting inductive noise into the audio chain. I was able to notch it out with a 60 and 120 hertz filters in Audacity. Done. There you go. Um, you can download this for local listening, by the way. Um, please, but when you do that, please only select the original high bitrate PCM wave option files, okay? The lossy MP3 files for immediate reviewing in the built-in web player were encoded from the PCM using lame 3.99.5 Linux. But for opt- What the fuck? License. Do whatever you want with it. I don't care. If you enjoyed it, great. If you want to reuse and remix, more power to you. Republish, remix freely, but do not sell or monetize. If we meet someday and you think it's worth it, you can buy me dinner in return. Um, well, I guess we'll find out, huh? We'll find out um, what this is. Also, there is one review. Thanks for the pleasant diversion. I work third shift at a dead county hospital, and this is just the thing to keep me awake. I wonder how Dan is doing today. Well, let's see if we can, let's see if we wonder how Dan is doing, or if we end up not giving one of fucks. So here we go. Yeah, Dan, this is Julia. I just uh, wanted to give you a call. Yeah, Dan, uh, this is Daryl. I'll have that portable back here to put the pack and the ozone in uh, later on this afternoon. Give me a call later on. Bye. Okay, so Julie was just like, it's Julie. Daryl said he has a thing for a pack in the ozone. I, I don't even know what the fuck that means. Is Dan a space-time traveler? No. I'm just going to say no. I mean, I guess I could be wrong. But you know what? I'm, I'm comfortable playing the odds on this one. And just being maybe, maybe a little uh, making an assumption, but I'm pretty comfortable just being like, no, this is not Dan, like fixing the ozone from the future. Hey, Dan, are you there? Dan, Joe here. Okay, so that was something that uh, those from unfamiliar with the answering machine won't understand. So in the answering machine, the way it worked back in the day was uh, the, you know, the machine. Okay, I call you. You're at home. 
I call you, you would hear the phone ring, and then the answering machine would turn on, and then uh, it would play to the caller, me, your outgoing message, which was like, hey, you've reached Dan at blah, 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 blah. Uh, leave a message. Which is always kind of dumb, because you're like, I mean... What was that to do? Was that meant to prevent someone from leaving you a message that they didn't mean to? Also, it's dumb that we still do it now because I'm like, well, I don't think many people are like punching in a number into their phone and then just calling it every time. Like back in the day, I suppose it was possible that you would misdial. You know what I mean? You just hit the wrong number and whatever. But today... I'm like, I don't really think anyone's doing that in terms of like calling people they don't really know or calling, you know, if I'm calling my uncle who I talk to on the phone like twice a year, I'm not punching in his number. I've got it in my phone. And if one day it just went to nothing, I'd be like, well, I I guess I'll just have to wait for him to call me because uh, otherwise maybe I'll never speak to him again. Who knows? Um, so anyway, uh, I call you. And then the phone rings like three to five times. And then the answering machine picks up. Now, I can hear you leaving the message. It's got a speaker on it. So while it's recording it on the tape, I'm also hearing it. So if the person is like, oh, you know, Dan screens his phone calls. You got to screen my phone calls. So if that's what Dan was doing, you know, or if I knew that Dan did that, I might like say, hey, Dan, you there? hello, it's me, it's Pete, like whatever. And I would try and wait for him to pick up. So I'm giving him a little more opportunity to pick up, but also, I guess, assuming that once he hears it's me, he'll want to pick up as opposed to being like, well, I mean, if you're the person who's, you're like, I'm probably being screened, that would be no good, right? I remember our answering machine at home too for a long time, uh, it was, I think the phone only rang like three times before the answering machine picked up. So it was like, yeah, I mean, we never got to the phone before the machine picked it up. So, I mean, it was handy for screening out people you didn't want to talk to. And it was nice because you're like, yeah, I mean, I'm not here. I don't know. And it was also kind of incumbent on the person leaving the message to like leave their phone number or whatever if they actually wanted you to call back. Yeah, Dan, there's, this is Don, Monday morning. There's a lady over in Vancouver a while back wanted to trade a hot tub. Uh, she had a 83 Chevette, white one, four-door. I went and looked at it. It's, you know, so-so. But it's likely better than that red that piece of shit you got out here. So call me and let me know. Bye. All right. That sounded like he said wanted to trade a hot tub. Uh, maybe this is a car term. It's not a car term I'm familiar with, but, you know, I'm not familiar with all car terms. Seems unlikely that it's like, oh, yeah, if you got a good ride, a hot tub. Is a hot tub a term for a car? Why doesn't every car double as a hot tub? Hot tub on wheels. Okay. Doesn't seem like it's a popular term. It's not, you know, I was like, maybe this is like a car guy thing, right? If you like cars... Uh, you would know what a hot tub means. I would assume a hot tub was a car that looks pretty nice and looks pretty fun, but is going to be a lot of work. That's what I would have to assume. So I guess, uh, so I guess uh, this guy, Dan, has a piece of shit car. And, uh, you know, <laughs> uh, is maybe looking to get a slightly less shitty car. Dan, hi. It's 10 minutes to 11. This is Daryl. Uh, give me a call. That uh, tub will be here in about three hours to put the pack in ozonate. Uh, talk to you in a little while. Bye-bye. Okay, so that was, again, a tub. Ozonate? I don't even know what the fuck. Hot tub. Okay, hot tub. Ozonate. Okay, an ozonator is a thing. When ozone is injected into hot tub water, it helps sanitize the water by destroying most of the bacteria and viruses that may be present. Okay. Uh, I don't know much about science, but if you can just inject ozone into a hot tub, that seems like 
we should be able to fix the ozone layer. Has anybody asked, like, uh, you know, down and out guy in Florida who's doing hot tub repair, if he's got ideas for the ozone? Because maybe, <laughs> maybe we've been looking at the wrong place, you know, looking at these egghead scientists when really we should be looking at a guy with jean shorts. just to hang up, I guess. It is, it is, I guess, a little bit fun to unravel the mystery of this tape. Like, I have to say, if I went to, like, a thrift store or a flea market and it was just a huge box of full answering machine tapes, I would be sorely tempted. You know what I mean? Um, there's an album that I've listened to many times called Science Fiction by the band Brand New. And it has... Uh, excerpts from a tape which is apparently a therapist's tapes and uh it's like but it's like dream interpretation so maybe it's not a therapist it's someone describing their dreams a lot of times and then uh doing some other activities which i was like first of all super uncool to like just have these tapes from your therapy sessions and then be like eh, fuck it they'll just end up at the thrift store you know what i mean my guess is this is a, these are tapes someone had like forever and then maybe they died and someone was just like, eh, here's a bunch of tapes. <laughs> I don't know. I have in the past like tried to look online because I was like, I wonder if like eBay, if you could buy like a diary that somebody filled out and you can. It's very questionable, though, because you're like, is anything in there? Is it like interesting? Like, what is it about? So uh, maybe maybe a future episode there. Hi, Dan. It's Daryl. Uh, Aqua International, 253-3365. It's 315. Please call me. Thank you. Bye. All right. So that's, again, hot tub ozonator guy. Aqua International. So we solved the mystery. There's that appeal of this, I guess. I think this is going to be another blank. So, you know, then this brings up another mystery, right? Is uh, Dan ducking Daryl for some reason? Is he like, eh, I don't like, I don't, I don't want to talk to Daryl. <laughs> I'm going to avoid him as long as possible. There was a man named Danny that had a little fanny. When he met this woman, she wanted to spank his wangy. So Danny pulled out his wangy. She spanked on his dangy, and now it doesn't standy. <laughs> Whatever. Say, man, uh, let's see, it's now 6.30 in the afternoon, Monday. You're not home. Uh, I've got your paycheck here whenever you need it. So uh, I'll call you later on this evening, Dan. I'm taking out, kind of heading towards your direction. Call you in the morning before I take off. Have my secretary hold the check somewhere along the side for you. So anyway, uh, behave yourself, and maybe we'll see you later on tonight. Talk to you later now. Bye. This is your boss, Mark. Bye. Where were you for work anyway? You weren't there, darn it. Uh-huh. Okay. Bye. All right. Well... What a uh, <laughs> casual work environment. Uh, this is your boss. Um, I'm just, you know, <laughs> I'm just going to call you. I'm going to read an inappropriate limerick uh, and then be like, I've got your paycheck. So, you know, come get it whenever. I'll just leave it with my secretary now that I'm done sexually harassing you in, in like 2000s terms. Um, also, how come you didn't come to work today? Oh, well, see you later. <laughs> I'm very jealous of Dan's work situation. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, I, I don't necessarily need my boss to call and recite dirty-ish limericks to me. 
I mean, it wouldn't bother me. What would bother me about it is like having to pretend that they were, you know, hilarious. That wouldn't be so fun. But I mean, if my boss did it, I wouldn't be like pissed about it. I'd just be like, yeah, whatever. You know, that's fine. Um, but I would, I would gladly trade and be like, yeah, if my boss is going to like call and read me dirty limericks, but he's also extremely casual about whether or not I come into work. He's just like, where were you today? I mean, I don't really care. I'm just calling you cause I've got your paycheck here. So, uh, you know, come pick it up. Whenever you want. I, w- I would make that trade. That seems worth it to me. Okay, so now, now I am suspicious Dan's dead. I'm not, I'm, I'm a little confused as to why his boss is like, uh, Dan is not calling and I have, obviously he hasn't seen him. So he's like, what are you doing? Working 14 hour days? Why aren't you at home? So his boss is assuming that if he's not home, he's working. This is like either the, well, Either Dan is the greatest employee of all time or his boss has incredible faith in him, which may or may not be misplaced. I'm not sure what it is. It's like if my boss kept emailing me and I wasn't responding and he's like, wow, you must be working so hard right now. Hey, Dan, it's Mark again, 9.15. I'll try again later on. This guy's so undaunted. He's a really good example for the rest of us, in my opinion. Hey, Dan, it's Mark. It's uh, 10 o'clock. going to be heading out your way to uh, maybe stop and have a beer with Robert here, and I'll give you a call again. Uh, got to be at work at 10 o'clock, so I'll be leaving my house probably about 9 in the morning. But I'll call you later on again. Bye. <laughs> Going to have a beer. Did he just say it was like 10.15? Is that a.m.? Hey, Dan. Damn it. How long do I got to stay up to, uh, to get a hold of you? It's three minutes after 11. I guess I'll have to just try again. Okay, so it must have been PM. All right. All right. Wasting quarters, wasting time. Looking for Dan-o, Dan-o. Uh, yeah, I'll just try again, Dan-o. Still be around here. Uh, WN9571, map and clear with uh, Dan-o. Okay, so now I'm suspicious this boss is, like, trying to fire Dan. And he's like, I need you to come get your paycheck. Because he's like, it's your last paycheck. <laughs> and he's like preparing to have that talk with him. But it's like, all these, now I'm like a little bit the other way too. Because I'm like, I don't really want my boss calling me at like 10, 11 p.m. You know what I mean? I'm like, no, we don't need to do that. Uh, this is uh, the Voluptuous Brunette. Get up. It's Daryl, 253. Three three six five. Time to go to work. Bye. That was a little. This is the voluptuous somebody. Somebody, and then Daryl's on the phone. Let's go get to work. I don't know what that was. It was like trying to convince him to wake up. Because he's like, if I if I make him think this is a woman, a voluptuous woman calling him, then maybe he'll like pay attention. <laughs> tell you this is this is daryl again i still got that uh install that i need you to bid give me a call thanks good lord 
I mean, I am not a big collar backer. I have a whole philosophy on this. I think uh, my philosophy on it is kind of informed by like, I think that technology has given us things that we don't need. So like, for example, um, somebody calls me and leaves me a voicemail. I can see who called me. I can see what time they called me. You know what I mean? I can see how long the voicemail is, all that stuff, right? Or even if they don't leave a voicemail, I can still see that they called. And it's sort of like, it feels weird because you feel like it's an obligation. You have to call someone. Like, if someone called you, you have to call them back. And I don't like it because I feel like, you know, or texting is the same, but even worse. And I don't like it because sometimes I'm like, you know, me not like calling back or texting back doesn't mean anything. It's just like, well, you sent me a message that doesn't require a response. So sometimes I might not respond um, because I just I don't I don't have anything to say about it. You know what I mean? Or like I saw you called, but you didn't leave a message. And if you don't leave a message, I'm going to assume that there's a, you know, that you're like, it wasn't for anything in particular. So it's kind of a weird thing. And like, I think the answering machine, it's nice because like, also like, I hate the thing where it's like, so-and-so has received your message. So I know they read my message, but then maybe I'm not hearing anything back from them. I mean, I don't really text people in like a way of, uh, I don't really text someone unless I have something to show or tell them for the most part. There's occasional texts that don't require a response. And if I ever text you and it doesn't require a response, don't feel obligated to respond. I'm fine with that. I'm the king of that. I'm the advocate of that. Um, that being said, boy, Dan sure is like uh, very, uh, you know, Seems to not be responding. Now, I don't know, you know, a good question here is maybe it's the other person. I'm assuming Dan's the asshole here, but maybe this is all in the course of like one day. And it's like, yeah, listen, or, you know, couple days, I guess, because one was in the evening and the next one must have been the next morning. And I do feel a little anxiety on Dan's part because I'm like, I got my boss calling me at, you know, 11 p.m. I got my friend or fellow coworker or whatever calling me in the morning to wake me up to go to work. I'm like, leave me alone. Just leave me alone. <laughs> Nintendo sounds. Just a whole lot of nothing here for a minute. Hey, Dan. This is Fred Sergeant. I need to talk to you, man. Uh, call me up at home. All right? I need that money. All right, bye. Well, that was a sketchy-sounding dude. Fred Sergeant. I need that money. What an ominous tape. This makes me think um, something I'd like to do is make an answering machine tape just with fake calls on it that make it seem like, you know, this guy was probably murdered or something. Like, it's like a little mystery tape. And then just, you know, release it into the wild and be like, here's a tape I found. I don't know, man. I don't know. You tell me. Hire, a, hire somebody and just be like, I'll pay you $25 to make phone calls and say the following things. <laughs> Dan, this is for Sergeant. Where's my money? It's never like whenever a call comes in like that, it doesn't seem anything but ominous, right? I need that money. Now, it would be foolish to call and leave that message on someone's answering machine because it's like if Dan did turn up dead, uh, I would certainly... Uh, ask some questions of Phobosargen and be like, so you called and asked about money. What was that about? I mean, I guess it could be his landlord, but you know, 
Unless you're a landlord, I probably wouldn't leave a message like that. Hey, Danny boy, where's all my money for these sales that you were going to make here for me and that pack and everything? You dropped out of the out of the world of spas. Call me. So, goodbye. Oh, another money one. Also, you dropped out of the world of spas. So this was, did Dan do one last big score in the world of spas and hot tubs with an ozonator or whatever? And now it's like... He's unreachable. You know, he's gone. He disappeared. And that's why all these messages are coming through. Is that also why it's like he's supposed to give some people some money? That's why he's getting so many goddamn phone calls. That's the thing. I'm like, I shouldn't be getting an amount of phone calls that would be warranted by somebody who owed a lot of people money. If you owe a lot of people money, yeah, I think you're going to get a lot of phone calls and texts. But uh, if that's not you, you shouldn't be getting that many fucking phone calls in a day. Oh, Dan, I had it wrote down here to call you back, so I was just calling you back. You know, well, you might not know my number. It's 223-4267. Bye-bye. Don't know who that was or what. I had it wrote down here to call you back. It's funny, like, okay, the guy was doing this before. He's like, oh, well, I'm calling. I guess you're not home, you know, or whatever. And it's like the speculate that kills me when someone's leaving a message and they're speculating about what you're doing or where you are for no real reason. You know what I mean? Uh, it's like that's like a very like a uh, mom thing to do. Oh, I guess you're probably at work right now. It's like you can just tell me your message. You know what I mean? I don't really need to. You know, I'm not awarding points for correct guess of where. Now, this would be amazing if someone was like, I sense I'm a psychic and I'm calling you for, you know, because we're buddies. But I'm sensing that you are far from home right now, somewhere west of home. I think you're in Las Vegas. And if they were right, I'd be like, OK, that is the one situation where I would tolerate and uh, endorse guesswork on the answering machine or voicemail. What a dumbass. Oh, uh, uh, bring my car over. I need it. Bye. <laughs> yep. <laughs> what kind of dumb... Oh, hey, bring the car over. I... Uh, that reminds me of a voicemail, a voicemail or answering machine message that was left by my mom's neighbor left her an answering machine message where it sounded like in the middle of it, she kind of tripped and fell down a couple of the stairs. Um, this was a neighbor who did a fair amount of drinking. So it's pretty likely that she was shit faced. And, you know, she I don't know. She's just calling about some neighbor business it wasn't anything good or bad it was just very generic but <laughs> in the middle of it there was like a and like a cr crashing around a little bit of crashing around and then she just went right back into you know didn't explain it was almost like she was like yeah maybe she won't have heard it <laughs> and it was like oh not only did she hear it we saved that message for a very long time because it was <laughs> very enjoyable <laughs> Uh, yes, my name is Glenn. My number is 771-4448. I'm calling about your uh, Chevy Impala. Thank you. Sounds like the guy who would be calling about his Chevy Impala. Hi, my name is Karen Hall. I'm trying to reach Dan Kuhn. Please have Dan Kuhn return my call as soon as possible at 1-800-366-2173. 1-800-366-2173? Is that what that was? 
Mm, we've got a couple different, uh, an attorney, a barber shop, construction services, threading salon. <laughs> Let's see. Let me make sure I got that right. Hi, my name is Karen Hall. I'm trying to reach Dan Kuhn. Please have Dan Kuhn return my call as soon as possible at 1-800-366-2173. If you don't know Dan Kuhn, please return my call as soon as possible and let me know. Thank you. It sounded more like attorney, didn't it? <laughs> oh, man, 366-2173. Uh, could be a dentist. Could be Knox County Facebook Co-op. Who knows? A lot of people have had this number. I'm glad that I, uh, you know, when you get a new phone number, which, you know, God forbid that you have to do that. But like, yeah, if, if I got, you know, I guess I wouldn't get an 800 number. But if you did get 800-366-2173, you'd be like, oh, God damn it. Like, I don't, there's been like 10 businesses with this number. And they probably have all passed it on because they were like, I keep getting a million phone calls for, you know, nonsense, bullshit. Also, it's a little ominous that if you don't know Dan, please give me a call because uh, apparently it's quite important that I reach him. This is like an episode of Breaking Bad in audio, isn't it? I mean, we can assume it is. Coon, uh, now 10 to 7, uh, Thursday night, uh, before anything else goes on, call me 206-885-9887. Call me, uh, before tomorrow. Ciao. Before anything else happens. See, now, now I'm thinking, though, that I'm overthinking this, and it's like, I mean, has anything actually happened or has it just been kind of generic whatever? Because, you know, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, I mean, this could just be some guy. You know what I mean? And people are just leaving him messages that he understands and they seem cryptic because I am viewing them as narrative as opposed to viewing them as just like, no, they're just fucking phone calls. They're just normal ass phone calls. As normal, I got the answering service. I never get you anyway. Anyway, this is your mom. Have a good day yourself, and we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Well, that was a nice call. Okay, this is a good lesson for, like, moms and family members. Like, if you're just calling just to say hello and just to be like, have a good day, then, yeah, just leave that message. Just be like, Oh, you don't need to call me back. I was just calling to say have a good day. Does anyone call to just say have a good day anymore? That seems like impossible. That seems like something no one would ever do in a million years anymore. I mean, may, you know, people in my day used to call and say have a good day. Now, maybe send you a TikTok or something. Eleven forty one. Twelve, twelve. <sighs> Thursday night, two oh six eight eight five nine eight eight seven. See, I'm like ascribing like you know malice to that, but then you know I'm also like it could just be he's fucking frustrated because he's called Dan like a hundred times and he's like, I'm just trying, I'm trying to give you your paycheck. Why are you making this difficult? I'm trying to pay you money just for the work that you did. Please just take the money from me. Dan, Friday noon, this is Don. You'd call, and I wanted to see if you would stop on your way out to your new job to take a look at a spa in Newburgh for me. I guess the gal, I don't know what's going on. She doesn't understand something about those American jets. They're coming out or something. So you could. I would appreciate it. Uh, 253-3365. Uh, okay. That's, that, yeah. I can't really put anything to that, to be honest.
just something she doesn't understand about the those American jets, though, is kind of funny. Oh, some you mean somebody has a hot tub? I was not even aware that American jets, maybe that's a company. But it's like, yeah, if you were like, how does the jets on a hot tub work? I'd be like, I have no fucking idea. Like, for all I know, there is like a an elf inside the wall of the hot tub. That's why it's so thick, blowing into a straw. I really don't know. I know you hot tub guys get it, but like the rest of us are like, I don't know, fucking magic? Well, Dan, listen, I'm going to be just a little bit late. I'm having some truck problems. Bye. All right. Well, there you go. This is a, a another like modern phone thing that I don't get. Is like people will text you and they're like, "I'm on my way. I'm leaving my house," you know, or whatever. When it's like, okay, so the plan is like, okay, come over at two. I'll see you then, and they'll text you at you know. 205 and be like I'm on my way so I'll probably be there at 215 and I'm like yeah that's I don't need that update I'm not if if it's 215 and you I was like come over at 2 I'm not like concerned that you're dead on the side of the road at that juncture you know what I mean I just don't hear back from you we made these plans two days ago I'm not your mom you're not five you're not walking to your house to my house from your house for a slumber party uh <laughs> just you know when you get here you could just explain why you're 15 minutes late if you'd like but you don't have to i mean if you're on the side of the road and you're you're having a truck problem and it's like well, i'm going to be significantly late yeah shoot me a text but you know it's i don't old man pete Hey, Dan, you've been telling me to get some of your customers together. Uh, I got a few customers set up for you. Uh, why don't you uh, meet me over at the Eagle's Nest tonight? Uh, it's about 3.45 right now. I'm in work. Uh, we got cash. If you got the stash. And they need the parts. I'll see you then. Bye. It's Carl. This makes me think that uh, ripe territory for like a sitcom, you know, like maybe a uh, eastbound and down type of sitcom, something like that. I don't know if we're calling that a sitcom. Uh, sunny in Philadelphia. If you wanted to give someone a job that would give them lots of exposure to colorful characters, I feel like hot tub repair would be golden. You know what I mean? Because you could go on, your character goes on all these jobs. They're fixing hot tubs that people have done things to. And I think the beauty of hot tub is it's a very rich man, poor man situation. Where it's like, uh, who has a hot tub? The super wealthy and like broke ass fools. I feel like are the people who have hot tubs. You know what I mean? And it's like, uh, uh, and both of those people get in over their heads on it. Now this is probably partially informed by as a child. So I've had a, a weird life um, in some ways. And my dad had a hot tub. in An interior to the house hot tub which I think has to probably be pretty unusual. I mean, and when I say interior, there was no exterior window um, in the room in which the hot tub was in. It was like a wooden decking, and then the hot tub was set into it. And it was, I guess, maybe kind of doubled as like a steam room if you want, because basically it's like, well, if you turn on a fucking huge pot of boiling water in a room with no windows, it kind of becomes a steam room. I'm not entirely sure how, you know, it wasn't just supposed to turn into mold everywhere, but I guess it wasn't. And, uh, you know, I remember as a child, this hot tub being broken probably about as much as it was not broken. 
So it was kind of like, it seemed like a huge hassle. And it seemed to me from that experience that most people who get in a hot or who get a hot tub are getting it over their heads. I think a hot tub is for a person who's got a, a good amount of extra cash, B, a good amount of room, probably um, in a backyard, and C, uh, is retired. And so basically is like, you know, I've got time to futz around with a hot tub. That seems like it would be totally worth it. I had a friend whose parents had a hot tub when I was like early college years. And so I would go over and, you know, we would be in his hot tub, like a few friends would all get in there. Um, and that was great because it's the best of all worlds. Cause you're like, well, we get to use this hot tub, but we don't have to, uh, do any of the maintenance, you know, we don't have to fuck around with it. And it's, it was great. And so it was nice. And like, it is nice to be in a hot tub on like a winter's night. I would probably, if I had to do it today, if someone's like, you're going to do a hot tub, I'd be like, all right, here's what I want to do. I want to build a shed that can accommodate this hot tub and then put the hot tub inside the shed. Um, I feel like that would help keep it cleaner and be easier to maintain. It would also, I think, be a more pleasant environment uh, for hot tubbing. Um, you know, maybe make skylights in the roof or even just like a clear or maybe a greenhouse and have the hot tub in there or something. You know, you don't want to be like just on display in the hot tub, as we learned from that song from that uh, Housewives, Real Housewives show. But um, yeah, I think that's what I would do. I'm sure there are reasons. And this is the thing about hot tubs and my belief about hot tubs is like, I'm sure there are good reasons to not do that. I'm sure someone who knows, you know, Dan could probably tell me like, I understand where you're coming from with this and where this idea is originating and why you have it. But let me explain to you why it's a terrible idea. Cause I'm sure there's something about it that is incredibly dumb. Oops. <laughs> Just an oops. That was the wrong number. And they waited for the entire answering machine to play. Dan, Darcy, just giving you a call, returning your call. I'm at home. Give me a call when you get time. Dan, I need my car. I'm in town. I need my car. <laughs> I like how Darcy kind of started like, hey, just give me a call when you meet, need, when you have a minute. And then it was like, you know, no, fuck that. I'm in town. I need my goddamn car. Get me my car. Damn, that cheap Scrooge goddamn Harvey fired me. I could not goddamn believe it. Call my mom at 7755915. I have the money to move in for the first month. I will move in. I need to move in. I need a buddy. I need a friend. Dan, please call back. Bye. That cheap Scrooge. Of of all... Oh, okay. First of all, that was a, a desperate sounding phone call. Although it does make me think like, all right, well, Dan... Dan is the reliable person for this person. Which is like... I can't decide if that means that Dan is maybe more reliable than I was thinking or this person may be in real bad shape. I mean, I guess if you get fired from your, I'm assuming he works with Dan in a hot tub capacity of some kind. So maybe when you get fired from that, it's like things are not going well. <laughs> but also I'm like getting fired by your boss. I feel like a boss could be called something a lot more drastic than a cheap Scrooge. That's really not that bad. Uh, considering, you know, if you were freshly fired, I feel like that warrants going a little further. If you, if you so choose. Um. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Hi, Dan. This is Art Russell again. I'm still waiting for your call at 
I wish you'd call sometime during the day or before 10 at night. Thank you very much. Good day. Okay, so now, now I'm suspicious that Dan is calling people late at night. So maybe it's not uh, other people's fault that they're calling him at awkward times. Maybe his boss calling him at 11 is not unwarranted because Dan's calling his boss at 10. It, you know, I think phone call stuff is a little bit of that, like, what you put out into the world is what you'll receive. Because, uh, you know... I, you know, the, I think it's fuzzy, like what's in a quote unquote appropriate time to call or text. Right. But, um, I would say past 10 PM is pretty, uh, pretty universally like, eh, you know what? Wait till tomorrow. Um, but if Dan's doing it to other people, Dan, you're reaping what you sowed. Sowed. So, so did. Nind. I waited for the beep. It might repeat. <laughs> this is your mom again. Damn it, give me a call. If you have to call collect, I don't care. <laughs> Bye-bye. His mom sounds nice. Making a little joke about calling collect. Just call me back. I'm your mom. Now, again, if I'm, like, ascribing narrative to this, it's like, well, maybe his mom is in on the whatever <laughs> scheme to kill Dan. <laughs> So she's just faking it. Or maybe someone's got a gun to her head. That's the thing, okay? That's the thing about all this sort of stuff is like, yeah, you can listen to this answering machine and like put stories onto it. And you can really go to extreme lengths of like, they're trying to kill Dan. Dan is in in danger. His mom has got a gun to her head. And you're like, I mean, is that probably what's happening or is that probably not what's happening? Hi, Dan. This is Art again. I just wondered if you're home and you could call me. Thanks a lot. Bye. Hey, Dan, are you home? This is little Joe. Dan. This is little Joe. Pick up the phone. Yeah, it's like, uh, you know, you would have to figure out, like, what's a good amount of time to wait for Dan to get across the room? And you might be like, well, is he like a Dan Connor? Because you're like, if he's in his lazy, easy chair, might take him <laughs> might take him a minute. And you also have to be like, well, does Dan not want to talk to me? Or is he just not able to get to the phone that fast? You know, what's going on with Dan? If I had an answering machine today, I think I would make it go like eight rings or something like that. I would do the maximum number of rings. So I'd be like, if someone waits through all those rings and then finally leaves a message, um, they, you know, it, they meant it. Oh, Dan, this is Rick. Are you home? Dan. Pick up the phone. There, this is Rick. <laughs> Dan has some very drunk-sounding people calling him. <laughs> people calling him a lot when they seem to be wasted. <laughs> Hello, Dan. This is Isaac. Go and talk to you. This is Lagley. You there? Pick up the phone. Dan? But anyway, call Fred when you get home. Are you there? Dan? Hello? Repeat, 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 repeat. Hey, when you get home, give me a call. Maybe we can get together tonight. <laughs>
This is Scott. What? Repeat, 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 repeat. So that's like the kind of sequence where it's like, I heard this repeating that, not the repeat guy, but the guy before. And it's like, uh, I hear something in the background, computer enhance. And you're like, that's a train. Well, there's only one payphone that's close enough to hear from the train. Everybody knows that's at the Eagle's Nest bar. <laughs> Let's go. Ah, we just missed him. <laughs> we just missed the suspect. Well, this is a repeat, 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 repeat. Uh, so if you can give me a call today, I want to try and get in touch with you. Um, why don't you give me a call sometime tomorrow? Me and Nancy are on our way out the door. There must be something repeat about his, uh, his answering machine tape. Maybe that's like his outgoing message. That was a big sport when I was probably in middle school is we would leave funny, um, answering, answering machine messages. We thought were funny. Leave a message. Um, stuff like that. And I remember we had one that, so I mowed the lawn for this old lady across the street. And she would call and be like, oh, come mow my lawn. And she would always, on the message, complain about the outgoing message. And I was like, hey, listen, fuck you, lady. Like, you know it's our house. What what difference does it make? Once you've called a couple times and I got the message and you're like, I hate the outgoing message and whatever. And it's like, man, hey, listen, maybe, uh, maybe just set up a regular day for me to come mow your lawn instead of having me do it at your... At your whim. Because she was too cheap for... She's like, every week is a little too much. She would kind of try and ride the ride the line. And she usually made me wait too long, which sucked. Because then you would mow the lawn, but you had to empty the bag a hundred times. And she also was like real particular about... Because I would set the mower lower. Mower lower. Because I didn't want to do it that often. Which sounds crazy because you're like, oh, it would be great to do it all the time and get you get the same money every time. But I was like, yeah, I just I didn't really like doing it that much. Um, and she would be like, oh, no, you can't don't set the mower lower. It doesn't look as good that way. And I'm like, who fucking cares what your lawn, your front lawn looks like? Uh, no one gives a shit. But, you know, I guess that's not a great attitude to have when you're trying to mow lawns for a for cash <laughs> who gives a fuck what your lawn looks like Dan I just heard you're still at work so I'm going to call you there this is Art thanks for calling me back maybe call him at work and then then if you don't get him leave that message okay well that's side one of the tape we did it that's the <laughs> did, did it mean anything <laughs> I okay. I think what we've discovered here is that uh probably not. Right? It probably doesn't mean anything that this and anything that it did mean is stuff that I made it mean with my mind. Which isn't to say like look at the power of my mind. It's to say uh you know, you know, it's probably just like uh the human, the human uh, desire to like create narrative and find patterns and things—that's probably uh, probably what's going on there. But you know, uh, now we're getting into dangerous territory of. Uh, and then what I learned is blah blah blah. You know what I mean? That day I learned da 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 da. So uh, I guess we'll see. We'll see if we uh, do another one of these or not. You know, maybe we will, maybe we won't. I guess uh, let me know what you thought. If you hated it, let me know. And uh, we won't do, well, we might not do it again. Probably not. To be honest, this is a situation where you can make a difference. Because if one person tells me like, eh, that sucked. Don't do that. I would be like, all right, fair enough. And if one person was like, no, that was kind of interesting. I would listen to another one of those. I'd be like, well. Get ready for 18 months of that, then. <laughs> because, you know, I'm an, I'm an all-or-nothing guy. 
I'm a, I'm an unreasonable person. All right. You're not gonna say we'll see you next time. Somebody should. Let's talk about two time. Let's talk about bum one, yeah. Asking the question.